Mentally Morbid. This podcast represents the opinions of the speakers and guests to the show. By listening to this podcast or reading any content posted or shared by the Mentally Morbid creators, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as psychological advice. The content should not be used in lieu of medical or psychological advice or any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care. The content here is for entertainment and educational purposes only. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or blog. Please consult healthcare professionals for any medical or psychological care. Welcome back, Mentally Morbid <laughs> Minions, to episode 17. Annie, I, you are kind of quiet. Where is your mic right now? Oh, I, I went, okay, I went away. Sorry, the girls were fighting. Oh. Don't make Clay get onto you again. Right. <sighs> I know the whole time I'm like, let me get my rocks out, but I know I'm not going <laughs> Get my rocks. Welcome back to episode 17, Mentally Morbid Minions. I'm either too loud or too quiet. Just pick one. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's because you're literally rocking back and forth in a chair as you speak. Um, that's Annie. I was I'm Annie. Oh, that that's Kayla. And that's Kinsey. and that's Kinsey. Yes. That wasn't <laughs> awkward at all. No, why would it have been? Welcome back, everybody. Did you miss me? <sighs> no. Guys, there's a tornado today. Annie drove straight through it. <laughs> I could have. Annie was like, screw the tornado. I'm going home. <laughs> right. No, I did. I was sitting there and I'm like, well, if my four o'clock cancels, I might as well just go ahead and drive home. I don't see anything. It's just a bunch of rain outside. Then my four said, no, I got to go that way anyway. So I'm just going to go ahead and come there. That would have been the time. I would have been up in that tornado. Would have been great. That would sure. have been that's um, a word I would use. An interesting thing to hear. Annie's dead. She got caught in a tornado. <laughs> Bet you get famous after that though. I, Somebody dies in the podcast, we're all getting famous. Right, I, well, not all of I us, mean, but the two of us are getting famous. Sure. If you want to sacrifice yourself for my fame, that would be okay. <laughs> Listen, none of us are gonna do it intentionally, but one day, you know. I feel like Kayla is like <laughs> Kayla's like a little cockroach, so it's definitely just going to be you or me. <laughs> Kayla's going to go like twelve. Honestly, Kinsey, you and I make much dumber decisions regularly, so definitely going to be you or me. Kayla's going to be like, and here I am with all of my riches, all my fame and glory. Listen, You're going to drown sit, in a my, fountain, drunk. Yeah, I just sit on my couch and I read books. <laughs> all I have, have one, two. Three books within arm's reach right now. <laughs> I see another book. Jennifer Armentrout. What about that other book? Armentrout. These are mangas. These are DJ's mangas. Oh. Sometimes he sits with me down here and reads these. I've never met um, DJ. I don't, know, I don't know how to explain this to our podcast community. So Annie is married to Kevin, who is significantly older than us, and they act like they were 17. And Kayla is married to someone <laughs> and they're 72. <laughs> we sit and read on a reading corner together. <laughs> Forever young. Right. And Annie's like, let's go. Annie's like, New Year's Eve, Kayla and I are shopping. And Annie's like, you know what? I think I'm going to pull up every single rock that is cemented into my house today. <laughs> she did do that. And we did. And you did. 
It just makes how sense. Does it, how does it feel in your little reading nook corner now? Oh my God, my house feels 100, like the, the front of the house now. So a little background story in my house. So my house um, is full of three people and stuff. And like, I'm trying to make it my up uh, my own and our own and all that kind of, let's just face it, my own. And so there was this area that it used to be a hearth for a fireplace that was there, like a little wood stove. We took the wood stove out. It's just been kind of like this bookshelf and it had like cat stuff, dog stuff there. Always been an eyesore. So whenever I do like pictures in the room, like I, I cut it out because I've always hated it. Then you have our couch on the other side who has been yonified. My 60 pound dog has jumped on it and broken it. So like taking pictures on the other side of the house, of course, is going to show the broken couch. So like I always feel like when I'm taking pictures that I have to like cut out those certain parts if I post them online. And I feel so great that I can now take pictures one whole direction of my living room. And I come into the house, like, and it feels so clean and so nice. It's amazing. Because there was a weird there. We sit there step in the up where the rock was, mm-hmm. it was, like, totally a waste of space. But now I can yeah. see how we have it have a rug there, helpful. two nice little chairs. It's so cozy. We sit there all the time. I read there. So that's when I go from 17 into my 70. Right. <laughs> Kenzie reads now. <gasps> Did you finish your book? Kinsey read. I got, I, Kinsey read. Does Kinsey read or did Kinsey read then? I read. I read, <laughs> read one. Um, I have like 48 minutes left. So I am almost done. Oh. I actually, yeah, I actually almost made it through the entire book in a week. Is it? And which one is it? Is it Verity? No. no. Um, she, she, never, she never picked that up. Please, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read that one. I'm. The book I'm reading. That's the one. Kayla mentioned that when we were talking about the face mutt. Yep. The what? Face mutt. Fairy. Akatar. Sex. Face mutt. I thought she said face mutt. And I was like, I don't know what that means. That's what we call you behind your back. (laughs) That's what you should call you behind your back. Woof, woof. Um, It's called The Family Across the Street by Nicole Tropp. It's pretty good. And it's is that kind of like the woman in the window or the woman across the street from the woman in the window from the house in the corner of the bus? Right, I thought it would be, but no, not at all. It's like, um... She shut that down real fast. It's basically, <laughs> um... It's one of those books where, like, Somebody dies. two or three characters that you follow throughout, so, like, each chapter is a different character, and it's all centered around, like, this terrible thing that's happening inside of the house and everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. So it's kind of mysterious. It's good. And it's an Australian book and the narrator is Australian. So I love that. She's very relaxing. Who Agatha Christie. That sounds like um, Agatha Christie. What is it? The um, What's the, what's the one where they're on a house and people start dying? I know Agatha Christie, but I don't know any of the book names. There's one like that. Is it like that? They all start dying. No. There are so many books like that. So far, no one has like, died. so many books. I don't know what you're trying to be specific about. <laughs> Only after Christie. <laughs> like, no, I'm pretty sure with a whole genre, like a whole section in a no, bookstore. Agatha Christie. There's like, t- it's, I think even the number of people are in the, in the name, but it's like whoever. <sighs> I'm just going to Google it. I'll come, I'm just going to Google it. Ignore me. I'll come, I'll come back in five minutes with an answer. It's fine. Books. Um, no. So no one's died yet. Murder on the Orient Express. The ABC murders. Nope. Why didn't they ask Evans? <laughs> nope. It's it's a classic. It's a classic. To Kill a Mockingbird. No. Um, oh, I like the name of this. Appointment with Death. 
The Hollow. Too gassy. <laughs> not write either of those books. Dumb Witness. Pride and Prejudice. No. Three Blind Mice. Ah, uh, yes. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Three Blind Mice? I hope so. No, but. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, no, but maybe it wasn't Agatha Christie. I feel like it was Agatha right. Christie, but I'm not seeing any of those names. Annie that is familiar, the queen so. of making shit up. <laughs> right. <laughs> just say no. now, like <laughs> misremembering. I will be very confident about what I say. Right. <laughs> it just doesn't mean no, that's true. I do that with directions all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, we're right next to X, Y, and Z, and people are like, no, no. <laughs> no but- Hold on. Do you know why? Do you know what that reminds me of? What? When we had to walk six miles. <laughs> Listen, the GPS said it was one, one mile, one mile. No, no, no. I would like, I would like Kayla to tell a story. <laughs> Have we told the story yet? No, okay. we I don't think we've told this story. Um, okay, it's very oh. important. It's really the epitome of our friendship. When Kenzie first moved to Tallahassee, she was so excited to host um, me and Annie in her new apartment. I was. Um, I was so an excited. adult. I had a home. She decorated it. Well. Papa Pochio decorated it. Yeah, so they came, which was awesome. We've done a couple of girls trip at each other's houses and a couple big case away. Right. And so at this particular time, we were like, we're going to get drunk, but we're going to pregame and then we're going to go eat. And then we're going to go downtown. The plan was to go downtown. At this point in time in our lives, we were not making big girl money yet. We were still pretty like... Um, oh, we were splitting gas. We were broke. We we were broke. So, so um, <laughs> we were splitting we, gas. Uber, Uber was out of the question. No, I put my foot down on that. I was like, we are not Uber. Okay, but no, no, no. That's also part of the story. So please make sure you come back to that point. <laughs> it's not Uber happening. Was, not Uber was out of the question for Kenzie specifically. Me and Annie considered it, but um. I don't have the app because I live in the middle of nowhere. Uber never comes to my house. So I haven't even looked at Uber. Right. So anyway, Kenzie is like, I know we're going to get drunk and we are right next to this great Chinese food. (laughs) I love Chinese food and we're going to go eat there after we take some shots. So she's like, we are right next to it. We are right next to it. We all take shots. (laughs) We did. (laughs) We played games. We played games. We um, had too much to drink to drive. So we... Um, we were smart. We were like, smart okay, girl, what we're going to do... Kenzie wears boots. Um, hard boots that are, have heels. <laughs> high heel boots. Because I also have boots on. Right. right. Oh, flat boots. I'm smart and I dress like a tomboy. So I probably had on sneakers. Um, Not that it mattered. It did. Done. Apparently it did. So... <laughs> We went, um, we started walking and after like, I don't know, 30 minutes, we were like, hey, Kins, how far is this actually? So we look it up. It is three miles from her apartment. So we are, we were halfway there already. And so we just kept fucking walking this Chinese buffet that wasn't even that great. No, not good. It was not good, but it was cheap. It was not good. No, it wasn't good. It was bad. It's so bad. Very bad. Very dark. By the time we got there, we were sober. And then we had to walk sober 
all the way three miles back to Kenzie's apartment. Alligators. Do you remember the swamps? We had to walk across little bridges with swamps. There was a dead. <laughs> and the people honking at us because we look like we're lady in the night. <laughs> right. We dressed up to go downtown. And meanwhile, we're just walking six miles to go get Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> people are honking. They're trying to stop and talk. We have alligators to our left. It's dark to the right. We got, we were so sober by the time we got home. Like we were so but do y'all remember how much that it would have cost us to actually get Uber? Probably like thirteen dollars. Oh, not even. It was less than ten. It was less. Than 10. Yeah, I remember us looking at it and we we're like, guys, it would have been less than ten dollars. Yeah, no, we should have just done it. Like, like there's no way. Less than ten dollars. We would have said six dollars a piece. Yeah, no cheap. There and back. Oh, no, it's so bad. <laughs> We've grown a lot. At this point, I would just be like, I'm buying us an Uber. I'm going. Let's go. Yep. I'll be honest with you guys. I um I took an Uber back to the hotel that night that you guys stayed and party. Wait, 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 and I wait. walked to Waffle House. Wait, 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 wait. The night that we stayed and partied, a.k.a. the night Annie abandoned us at a bar without saying goodbye, and we didn't know she left. She did do you that. can be on your deathbed. I still want to apologize. But I just want to point out, I actually got there and then walked to the Waffle House because I was like, I'm not paying for another Uber. So I will still do that. I don't care how much money I make. The, I will save the difference is that you could see that six. Waffle House from where we were staying. Kayla, it's right beside it. <laughs> <laughs> so the good news is next time I host at the new place. I already saw they have all those little scooters you want to ride, Annie. So we'll ride the scooters to wherever we're going. We'll be ready. We're, I have the app. We're ready to go. Can you get a DUI I from a scooter? <laughs> I am sure they could give you a DUI oh. for anything. <laughs> wait, wait. What are the requirements? Like, can you get a DUI on a bike? It's a vehicle. Is it? Yeah. Is it? It's got a, a scooter. What kind of scooter? It's those little electric-, electric scooters that you can rent. <sighs> so they're all up oh, and down the street. I'm living on now. The ones that you wouldn't shut up about that we kept trying to be like, I want to. I want it. I want that scooter. Annie, no. Focus. Yeah, you were ready. I want scooter. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I say we all do it. That next next let's do it. Let's uh next girls trip. We're gonna go get a scooter. One scooter, all three. Caleb <laughs> South Carolina. In South Carolina, um, the state law does not classify mopeds or um, scooters as motorized vehicles. And so you can't be charged with a DUI. I feel like Florida doesn't give a shit. Like, if, DeSantis if is going to go, it's fine. Care, if South Carolina doesn't care, Florida definitely Can you print that out so we can show the cop? Sure. No, 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 no. It says right <laughs> here. It here. says. Officer, it says South right here. South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> Ma'am, you're in Florida. No. I, South Carolina. <laughs> I, I specifically read that we're okay. <laughs> Call DeSantis. Call. Get him on the phone right now. Oh, my Scooters. God. Lemon just walked up, threw herself on the ground, and started headbutting copper, and it was very cute. Oh, no. Oh. It says that in Florida. <laughs> yeah. well, here we go. A vehicle is seen as anything that can be used to transport someone. Uh, that means all scooters, bikes, riding lawnmowers, and other vehicles because we of can't. this. You're drunk. 
If you're drunk while in control of any vehicle type, you could be arrested for a DUI. We could we couldn't even take a lawnmower downtown. We can't ride my lawnmower downtown. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand the problem. <laughs> I don't understand the problem. So I have to call an Uber to Uber me on the scooter I want to ride. That's what you're telling me. Can you imagine having to go to court for a DUI on a scooter? <laughs> Your offense is going to be like running into a building, <laughs> hitting somebody in the kneecaps. <laughs> I can't imagine that I could do much damage on the scooter. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I believe 100% that you could do more damage on a scooter. Or, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, I don't think you've been around someone like you when you're drunk. <laughs> No, you're right. I would run into. <laughs> I would just be going back and forth, running into several buildings. I. I she um, would crash it into a tree, and she like just leave it. It's fine. Just leave it. It's fine. I'm. Listen. Do you have my stuff? I feel like I'd be the just squirrel. Walk. She would run me over. That's what I, I feel like. I would be the one that fell down on the road. Like I'd be the squirrel. <laughs> I'm just a squirrel running around. She's gonna run me over. Kayla's going to be running behind her trying to grab her. I would run into a <laughs> why car. Am I always tr- why am I the one that has to herd the cats every time? Um, you're fast. And Get tall. on a scooter. <laughs> I think the best thing about you is you I'm have fast. You have a great. <laughs> like if I was choosing like characters to play in a game, you would be the one that because you're so tiny, like you move quickly and you can get through small objects. Like you can get places more quickly. Like when we go to the club. You get through some really tiny holes, and that is. <laughs> I both are like, how? Where does she go? Like, I do that at concerts too. I get DJ to the front, in front. People, people have been there for hours, and I just straight right. to the front. It is a very special skill, and Annie and I are like, <laughs> we are twelve feet tall, and I don't think we're gonna fit through there. <laughs> I just shoulder people. You just gotta shoulder them, man. Like you just gotta have no couth. Like if you really want to get there, you just gotta gotta go through with the linebacker shoulders and hit them. Define couth. Couth. It's like a it's like a class, but it's couth. C o o u t h e. I don't think there's Did two. Did you make that word up? Couth. Nope, definitely not. Couth. If we were playing Scrabble, I would challenge you right now. I'm pretty sure it's c o u t h. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um. I don't know. So, see, confident. So we have to be confident. We can't ride the scooters. I, I, we're um, fine. Actually, well mannered. So he, did she say be fine and well mannered? That doesn't sound like that word fits into the sentence you used. Can you guys shut up for a second so I can read it more clearly, and maybe you guys will understand? Couth, cultured, refined, and well mannered. That doesn't describe you at all. I mean, we can pretend we're couth. There's a moment. Sure. If we're in a restaurant, we have couth. Oh, sure. Just don't put me in a street. If you're going to put me out in the open, I'm like a squirrel. I'm going to run around. I'm going to go find things and put in my pockets. I'm going to get in the road. I'm going <laughs> to scurry up a tree. <laughs> Ugh. I would love to see that. I'm ready. I fucking love climbing oh, trees, Oh, man. man. I love I climbing actually, a tree. <clears throat> Right, I climbed the tree across from the um, the lookout that we went to with the restaurant. I climbed that tree <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> There's a picture on Facebook. I climbed the tree. I'm in my socks. <laughs> so many things I don't know about you. Speaking of couth, I had no couth. 
You guys yes. love to climb trees. Who knew? Yeah, I used to get up in trees and read when I was a kid. Oh my god, that's you embarrassing. <laughs> I told you, I'm like a squirrel. Wait, I get up there with my little nut sack. Right, no, that's like all of the Little House on the Prairie books, all that. That's you. She was and that was me. She was in a tree reading a book and she lost track of time. That's like Alice in Wonderland, like wannabe. You know why are you posing? I'm essentially feral. I grew up in the woods. She's like a hillbilly koala bear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, koala Billy. <laughs> hey, ah, hey, wait, oh, wait. Koala Berry mm. would be a cute mashup drawing. Yep, I'm ready. Time, time to divert. We gotta divert. What? Time to divert. There's a new TV series out Ooh. on AMC Plus. Ooh, sorry. Who had AMC Plus? No one. Kevin watches Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, um, Netflix. Not the new ones. Mayfair Witches. I'm intrigued. It's really good. It is. So it's an Anne Rice book that they've adapted to TV. And it's got um, Baywatch Girl. Really hot um, brunette on Baywatch. Zac Efron's interest. Oh, I was about to say the original Baywatch. No, she was also on Taken. She was also the daughter on Taken. Alexandria Dorario or Dorario. Listen, if you ever expect me to know actresses of any kind, blue eyes. Yes, blue eyes. She was also on White Lotus. She's what? White Lotus. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Are you? Do you know who she is? Me? Yes. Yeah. No. 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 Kayla. No. Oh yes, very clear. Mm -hmm. That looks like everybody. That looks like a picture of me. Thank you. you. <laughs> what do you want me to say? How do you make it go away? <laughs> Listen. Anyways, so it's all I know. I don't know much. Kevin's read all the novels, so he knows the whole story. What's it so called? staying with him is really Mayfair Witches. It's have you ever sat beside somebody that's like read stuff that is adapted to TV or movie, and like you ask a question, and they give that smug little face. Yeah. It's like watching Harry Potter with anybody Kenzie. in my family, in Kevin's family, in Kinsey, yes. And then going, so are they the bad ones? And you're like, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my experience watching it with Kevin, but it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. One episode in, it's New Orleans based. All of her books are apparently New Orleans based. She also wrote Interview with a Vampire, which is also out right now. Another series that's new. They redid it. What? It's already a movie, but they're redoing it into a series. But I don't have that app. I didn't know that was an app. I don't know if that's on AMC+. Plus. Um, Interview with a Vampire might be on something else. But um, you can get it through Prime. How Do much? you have Prime? Yeah. Prime movies, yeah. I, don't I live know. with two men. I have all kinds of channels. Right. I, I thought I had everything. This is a new one. I also live with two men, but they're very different from yours. <laughs> Wait, you have very yes, very different. You have every board game known to man. <laughs> it's true. I also yeah, very very different environment. Human in my head. That I you don't. <laughs> we should we should talk about that. <laughs> I live with speaking speaking of delusions. One so what have y'all watched? What's some new stuff? Watched, read, no new Wait, stuff. We're watching, Kenzie, Survivor. We're watching Alice in Borderland. No, Survivor's over. He's behind. Oh, yes. Me and Kenzie are watching Alice in Borderland so hard. So good. What is I, happening? 
everyone naked. Everybody, honestly though, everybody is everybody naked. Everyone's not naked. Honestly though, I still think the sex scene where they prayed was the weirdest thing that's happened yet. I think that was it. That was yeah, it. That was weird. That was weird. <clears throat> weird. I so I did what y'all told me to do. I went and I told Kevin about this um, TV series, and I don't know if I did a terrible job explaining it or if it just sounds this dumb to both of us. I won't. He, it, we're not in it. I'm sorry. We're just not in it. Did you right. watch it, or did you just read a description? Oh no! I just told him what I thought y'all meant. It looked like oh, it sounded. Yeah, you're not into <laughs> whatever you heard us say that you made up in your head. Makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> I interpreted what you guys said, and then I told him that interpretation, and he got his own perceptions based on my interpretations. Weird show based on Alice in Wonderland that we don't want to watch, and she told Kevin that, and then Kevin said, yep, you're right, we don't want to watch it, and no one has any idea what the show's actually about. And it has nothing to do with Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I honestly would never have watched it if I had not been on Kayla's couch refusing to move when Kayla turned it on. And now I can't stop. So (laughs) Wait, wait. Refusing to move because... She was a little hungover. Yeah, Kinsey, you want to talk about um, how you feel today? No. (laughs) (laughs) 2023 is my year, (laughs) as long as I ignore everything. I... um, I actually saw something really funny. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I sent it to Ashley the other day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I might have I might have gone out on a Wednesday night as an 80-year-old woman, and I might have done some things that maybe I shouldn't have done. But you know. For everyone who's listening, you did. today's a Thursday, and <laughs> Kinsey was hungover for the first half of today. I love that she she came into the group chat and says, I'm so hungover. It's a Thursday, ma'am. What are you doing? And she still went to work. Why would you do that? I've been like 25 years old since I've done that. Probably even earlier. I, I don't know that I could do it. I think I would have to call out at this point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess planned drinking or nothing at this point in my life. Oh, yeah. Um. Sometimes people will be like, do you want a second glass of wine? And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hold on. I have to work tomorrow. You are insane right now. <laughs> Put it down. I can't. And this is why you have to herd the cats when we go out. <laughs> See, my problem is I can't say no to a good time. So if someone's like, do you want to go out? The answer is never going to be no. Not once. <laughs> Unless I actually just don't like you. Yes, I do want to go out. Yes. You can pretty much guarantee that most of the time my answer is going to be no. Like <laughs> most of the time. I will be you there. with us, And then we'll be like, Annie, you have to go or else you're out of the crew. Get out. Listen, no, if I'm already out, like if I'm with you guys, I'm already out. But if I am, my, if, if I had people and I lived in a place you actually went out, like if honestly going out around here means I have to go an hour away. So that's one reason. But if you like text me while I'm at home and said, Hey, do you want to go off tomorrow night? No. But if we're on a girl's trip, I'm already out. So I'm already like, you know, extroverted and ready to go. Yeah, no, that's My mind fair. is planning to party. It that's takes me six months to recover from girls' trips, so that makes sense. Yeah, I don't talk to you guys for like a week after. Right. She's like, uh, yeah, our I mean, our our group chat declines significantly for like seven days after we return from a girls' trip. <laughs> Right, you already know so much battery. You saw all of my outfits. You know what I did. Yeah, I got nothing to tell you. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, 
Listen, I was I was very jealous of you last night. I was I was very jealous. And then you woke up and said you were hungover and I was like, nope, not anymore. See, my thing is is um Yes. I don't have enough responsibility right now to say no. Maybe if there were children or a husband or like myself or a private practice or interns. This is not enough to keep me in the line. I got off work at 3 p.m. and I immediately said to myself, this is not going to end well today. This is <laughs> time. This is too much time for me to be me and do whatever I want to do. And that means someone's going to get in trouble. Even my dad was like, I don't need- I can't wait until she has kids and she's like, that's just not enough. <laughs> gonna be one cps call no away. do you want to know <laughs> do you want to i just want annie look at me do you see what's gonna happen when she actually finishes school and she doesn't have to worry about school or interns or people that she doesn't have to She's going to be hitting our houses up a lot. I can tell you that. She's going to be so bored because I've been experiencing that switch of like going from really crazy busy into like not as bad because my schedule is more, it's just better now. And I'm constantly going, I don't know what to do with myself. So Kinsey, that's exactly um, how I feel like my house closed for a year after that for you. When I, when I really, uh, when I sent you guys a mercury thing, mercury and retrograde, like that's a real thing. Like my clients are dropping like flies right now and I don't know what to do with myself. I literally don't know how yeah, to, I don't know how to function with a regular nine to five. I'm not built for that lifestyle. Even my parents are saying, if I won the lottery, I would just be volunteering at the shelter every day. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to sit at home. What am I going to do? People ask me. You could always my- be like me and just buy a house and then just destroy it and repaint it and figure out how to use power tools and pick up um, fairy porn. Right? No, I mean, yeah, there's that. Like, people ask me about retirement, and they're like, at what age do you want to retire? I don't. Quite frankly. I, I, I'm I, down for it. I can do that. But I, I don't want to work all the time. Like, I, I do enjoy being able to, like, go destroy some stuff in my house and repaint it and then read some fae porn. Um, and I also like to have that free time. I just don't want to feel like I have to work. I absolutely could retire tomorrow if we made enough money. Tomorrow. I just, I'm not good like that. I don't know what to do with myself. I would be drunk all the time. <laughs> I like working. I like to work to a certain point. I like it, but I, here's the thing. I am the type of person where I don't stay still, whether I'm working or if I'm at home. Even if I'm at home, I'm doing a million different things, projects, yeah, things. I will find something to do when I retire. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. That's why I drive. That's why we probably both drive our husbands insane. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I know I drive Kevin insane. Kinsey drives our husbands insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Listen, DJ and I, we're really starting to bond. So I think year eight of friendship, that's our year. Here we go. This is our This is our year. <laughs> Is he finally getting used to the noise level that goes up? I think he put earplugs in while I was there, and that helps a lot. He was just like, I think he's like a cat that starts that has to like eventually just warm up to you, but it takes a while. Like it was a shelter cat and might have been abused before, and so it doesn't come out for like a year or two, and then it starts to come out a little bit more and more. So the shelter cat has just come out, and it's starting to let you pet him. Right, I put treats under the door, and he was like, mm, and he put his little paw out. He was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want those. <laughs> 
So I'm glad that, I'm glad you guys are bonding. Kayla, I'm ready. What? Amaze me. Tell us the story. All right, let me situate. Is there something funny that I can do with a TikTok of while we're on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah, everybody, we um, are trying to figure out TikTok as fucking old ass millennials. And <laughs> I'm only there to the watch. Why I do I have to create? <laughs> no, the first time that I actually felt older than you guys was when I got Snapchat. That was the first time because I'm like, I don't get it. Snapchat is pretty much dead to me now. I only Snapchat DJ and like one. And it's become a dating thing, though. Apparently, sometimes now and Sarah. No, it's become a fuckboy thing. Oh, Ah, that explains a lot. Right? No, all of the guys like you can tell a lot about. I like how Kinsey knows. Yeah, somebody pretty quickly. Like if they're like, "Hey, can I get your Snapchat?" Like that, they just want to fuck. What's the point of it then? They literally will just send you pictures and hope that they get nudes, and then every once in a while, like chat you on Snapchat. But like, if they don't ask for your phone number, like we very clearly know where you stand with that situation. Oh, see, I wouldn't know. I don't get it. Most of the time, so wait, what's the, what's the tier? So we got Snapchat's fuckboy, and then you got what's between that and phone number? Right, Instagram is next. They also want your Insta. Um, no one wants my Facebook. No one wants to be my old lady friend on Facebook. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like if a guy starts off a conversation and instead of asking for your phone number, he asks for your Snapchat. That is a red flag. Where does LinkedIn fall? Right. I don't know when they add you on LinkedIn. Is that like, after the phone number? It seems, like no, the- like, it seems like at the wedding, they would be like, now we should be LinkedIn friends. This is pretty serious. <laughs> That's what is really official. No, I think LinkedIn is for all of the creeps that you can't get rid of later. <laughs> Nothing else that's blocked. So you might as well just go. Yeah, you're, you're, they're blocked on every other social platform. So <laughs> they go follow you on LinkedIn. <laughs> I found her. her <laughs> I found her CV. I got her now. <laughs> I think um, I always really enjoy those things where it's like I've blocked him on every single thing. So he just messaged me on Xbox and asked if we could talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> or he's like, he sent me a, a Zelle through Wells Fargo or he sent me a Venmo of $1. <laughs> and said, Yay, will you call it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a um, so quick story for Kayla before you start. So Kayla, yes, other Kayla, um, we can always remove name. I'll just say said person um, in my life talked about how they had a person who wouldn't go away, like a, a boyfriend who wouldn't go away. It was an ex. No, and they kept trying to contact them on all different kind of sites, right? And eventually, they sent her um, money on Venmo um, because that was the only thing he wasn't blocked on. He was like, "Please talk to me." And she took the money and then blocked him. <laughs> Of course, I would do. How, bo- how boss is that? <laughs> I do too. I would do. I love that. How much money was it? You know, she, I, I feel like it was just like a little bit. I don't think it was a crazy amount, but still, like that's still you that's wouldn't boss. have to that's do like behavior. a dollar at a time, especially if you're like begging, right? Like I got to send you one dollar message, then I wait a day or two, then I said start low and like, yeah, I can't you gotta just you got to be quicker than dangle the dollar, dangle the yeah, dollar. Start with five hundred, then you're just gonna. Then I know I'm just gonna get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> my god if somebody started dangling 500 i would just say let's go let's just see how far we can go dangle that 500 i'll keep coming back yeah you would <laughs> i'll start unblocking each 500 i unblock something else <laughs> but 
Give me 500, I'll give you a digit to my phone number. Definitely make sure that you start with Facebook, though, because they won't get on there to contact you. Right. I don't get on there either, so it's fine. We'll just go ahead and keep on blocking. <laughs> so anyway. Right, so my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. So last week, I promised everybody that we would be talking about conversion therapy. Uh, yes. Yeah. The big scary. Um, so my resources for today are um, Wikipedia. Very reliable. Um, <laughs> www. Wait, did you donate? No. <laughs> Dot for donations for 27 years and they're still up to business so i don't think they need my money <laughs> go ahead hey. anyways hey www.ohchr.org history.com and uh human rights campaign okra what that's okra no <laughs> no it's not <laughs> That was a really good try, though. <laughs> it does now. It looks like okra. Not. No. It's okra. Okay, sure. Okra.org. Anyways. History.com. And the human fried? rights campaign. Mm, yes. Anyway. <clears throat> so, starting off, um, it is 1899. A German psychiatrist named Albert von... Hmm. Shrek. <laughs> it looks like Shrek, but it's Shrek. 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 Nazing. Nazi Shrek. What? Nazi Shrek. Oh, shit. <laughs> Presented at a conference on um, hypnosis, and he claimed that he had turned a gay man straight. Yes, Kinsey. Um, so I already can tell you your Wikipedia article is wrong because we know that gay people didn't actually exist in that time period. That's a newfound issue because people left the church. So hashtag right. theories of TikTok. Oh, right. No. Um, <laughs> gay people didn't exist then. Sorry, I forgot. <clears throat> this happened in 2019. <laughs> That's better. Okay. So, um, Shrek stated that all it took was 45 hypnosis sessions. Only 45. <laughs> Only 45 hypnosis sessions and a few trips to a brothel. And he claimed that um, he had manipulated the man's sexual impulses, um, diverting them from his interest in men to... A lasting desire for women. Listen, I feel like he just got tired of him. He was like, "Yes, man, I'm straight. I promise. <laughs> right. I, I want her so bad." Sessions. Right. What is that's a year? What yeah. is um a lasting? How do we define lasting? Like he kept the boner the whole time, or like he was? I don't think that's what they're referring. To. I don't think they're referring to the erection. Right. Of lasting. No, that, I think it just means it was there. Or they're like. I looked at her. And They're not asking their staying Ooh, power. He's pretty. Like, what does lasting mean? I don't have a definition for lasting, but I'm sure you could Google it. Um, Can you give me the operational no. definition of lasting, please? So this conference kicked off a phenomenon, phenomenon that would soon be known as conversion therapy. And so, that was in what year? 1898? Is that what you said? 1899 is when he did the conference, but obviously like conversion therapies 
have been uh, around and still are around since then. Right. That's seven years after the APA was formed, just for context. We have- seven years after like the American Psychological, Psychological Association was formed. We have been hating on gay people for a long, long time. Um, also, before we get any further into this story, I do think it's important to note, as marriage and family therapists, under the AAMFT Code of Ethics, we do not prescribe to conversion therapy, and we will not provide that to any clients in an ethical manner. Thank you for saying that, because that was literally half my story, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Um, please do our disclaimer, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> and end of story. Don't forget to subscribe. No, shut like, up. Share. <laughs> All right. So conversion therapy is a pseudoscientific practice um, attempting to change an individual's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression to align with heterosexual and cisgender norms. Um, Pseudoscience meaning? Pseudoscience means fake fake, uh, results or can't be... Re- like it's not standardized, right? Right. It's, That's kind of the core. Not right. Yeah. So if you want to look back on pretty much any of the other stories that we did on any scientific study, <laughs> this would apply to Kayla's following a theme. Pretty much all of those, especially the ones that we talked about ethics. So just go back. Kayla just keeps bringing us pseudoscience. We bring the science of psychology, and I Kayla brings love us pseudoscience. pseudoscience. Okay. <laughs> so homosexuality. Um, especially same-sex relationships between men specifically, was obviously considered deviant, sinful, and criminal. In the, na- in the late 19th century, psychiatrists and doctors began to address homosexuality too, and they labeled same-sex desire uh, in medical terms, and they tried to find cures. This was also uh, the... It was also in the DSM... What? I don't know. One? Three. Yeah, like the DSM-3, it was... Right. Oh, well... No, no, I was just saying, like, it was also considered a mental disability. Yeah, up until DSM-3, it was a DS... Oh, sorry, up until 4. So in 4 is when they actually changed it, if I'm not mistaken. So that was, like, up until, like, the 70s, it was actually a uh, diagnosis, diagnosable disorder. Which is concerning, because we're only on DSM-5 TR... Text revision. Right. It's very, very current. Right. We haven't gotten very far past that. Which I mean, psychology <clears throat> is young compared to other disciplines or some other disciplines, but I mean, but still, like that's that's current. Mm-hmm. So and- there were a lot of theories as to why people were homosexual, right? So um obviously like Satan is one of them. Um oh, yes. there Satan. was an Austrian uh endocrinologist stated this is not funny. But they stated that homosexuality was rooted in a man's testicles, which led to trans... They're not wrong. Which led to testicle (laughs) transplants in the 20s, in the 1920s, during which gay men were castrated and given heterosexual testicles. Oh. To try to cure their their homosexuality. Correct. Yeah. I'm disturbed. So I will say, um, not to take away from your story, but I do want to add this because this is a fun fact that I know. Um, So when I was in undergrad, I studied women's and gender studies, and we did like a whole section on Africa. And in Africa, actually, a lot of the things that we would consider homosexual activity is like praised, and they really enjoy it. And a lot of African tribes, one of the main like 
rituals of passage is actually giving a blowjob to another man and ingesting his sperm. So there are a lot of other cultures that are not as against gay people as we are. I know a lot of men who would ascribe to that. Right. So I just find it so interesting because like, I feel like I don't, he sounds like he's not from the U S the guy that you mentioned. I don't know where like this issue came from, but it's not the entire world. I think there are a lot of countries that are okay with same sex. Um, I feel a lot of colonized places. Mm -hmm. Um, religion, the white, the whites people. Yes. We Um, ruin it. We do. So, Others theorized that homosexuality was a psychological disorder instead, and Freud hypothesized that humans are born innately bisexual and that homosexual people become gay because of their conditioning, which sounds very Freud. Um, right, that's what Dr. King did. Which is actually not as Freud as some of the things that I would have expected Freud <laughs> yeah. to say. Well, he did, yeah, that's very true. Um, he, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't actually claim this as a disease, um, but he still, like, tried to find, like, cures for the gay. Um, the big so, gay. The big gay. And so, in an effort to create a treatment to cure homosexuality, conversion therapy was born, and there are a lot of different techniques um, so common methods. It's almost like they don't have a standardized method to test which technique would be best. Right. So common methods of conversion therapy are like counseling, um, not counseling in the way that we do counseling, but very negative counseling um, and manipulative counseling, um, visualization, social skills training, psychoanalytic analytic therapy. And spiritual interventions, um, which are the mild versions of conversion therapy. There has also been used ice pick lobotomies, chemical castrations with with hormonal treatment, Mm. um, aversive treatments, such as the application of electric shock to the hands or genitals, and Implementing nausea-inducing drugs with the presentation of homoerotic stimuli and um, hypnosis. Anyone want to say anything? I'm taking all in. That's a lot to process. I mean, because you know that there's like a a dark history to it. And unfortunately, even to use the word history, it's not fair because it's also modern day. I mean, it's not even illegal in all the states, right? No. But – you know, it's, it's very disturbing to hear about it because I think it's easy to see conversion therapy as just simply like an emotional torture. Mm-hmm. But to to know that there was this history that even involved the physical aspect of that torture and trauma is just very, um very discomforting. So I'm going to go into detail about some of the um, interventions that were used. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Sorry. Um, trigger warning. Um so starting yeah. off is um, Robert Stroller was um, someone who used advanced the theory that cross-gender presentation and behavior in children assigned male at birth was due to an overly close relationship with their mother. So basically people who be- or males who became gay were too close with their mom. 
So he started including methods to build traditional masculine behaviors um, and shamed effeminate, effeminate, effeminate. effeminate uh-huh. Uh-huh. or cross-gender behaviors. Um, obviously. I like how in the early 1900s, they went wild and just said, everything be the mama at this point. Right. Right. If your kids aren't loved enough, it's the mama. If your kids are loved too much, it's the mama. Right. Obviously, these methods did more harm than good and resulted in depression and feelings of betrayal from the parents because treatment was harsh. Um, Right. It just creates more of a divide and definitely some freaking uh, attachment issues for sure. No. Yeah. So, um if I electrocute my child because they're gay, they might have less attachment to me. So they did try to use, um, they also tried to use like conditioning where uh, um, a scientist would hold male children um, curled into a fetal position and they would scare the shit out of them. Um, I don't really understand how that was supposed to work, but I don't know. How did they know they were gay? They were trying to prevent gay. Oh, they were trying to, okay. Just make, make sure no one's gay. Got it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just in case we're going to start scaring the shit out of you every day. <laughs> we don't want you to be gay. Okay, <laughs> we gotta make sure. <laughs> Um, All right. So aversion therapy was used on homosexuals, um, which included the electric shock and nausea inducing drugs Um, while they were inducing pain and uh, physical illness. They presented same sex erotic images. So they were trying to create the. Uh, Yeah. Correlation. Create have the reaction. Watched, did we watch a video of that in grad school, or was that on a movie or something? Because they I do this. That in yes, they do this on American Horror Story. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Um. So they try to um create the reaction of being repulsed by same sex erotica. And aversive therapy itself is a, is actually a a um it's a a method that that's still used today to deal with different um, dysfunctions. Yeah, aversion I mean, there, therapy. There is some is, science with aversion therapy. Aversion therapy is helpful in other with certain problems. Other problems, not being gay. With actual problems. With actual problems, yes. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, they did use this in the American Horror Story. I think it was Asylum. Where they, uh, that the reporter girl was, she was gay and she, um, was like taken to a room by herself and shocked and given several, um, that, that whole season was just rough, but I forgot to watch that season. Yeah. That was, that was actually a good season. Kinsey. That one was good. I forgot about that. I told you it's good. I forgot what it was until we started talking about that whole... Then I started thinking about the different things that happened in, like, the other house that she lived in and all that. And I was like, oh, my God, that was a different season than I thought it was. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I'll try to do that. 
two month old conversation. <laughs> we'll go back. To, we'll put a pin in it. We'll come back. <laughs> so, um, aversion therapy was originally developed in Czechoslovakia between Ooh. 1950 and 1962. Shout out. Shout, Shout out. out. I hope we have followers there. <laughs> um, in context of the Cold War, uh, Western psychologists ignored Czechoslovakia, um, but they did pro- produce their own type of version of aversion therapy. And so they, in 1961, they recommended, um, or so like, hold on, let me ex- let me read this. Some men in the United Kingdom were offered the choice between prison. And undergoing aversion therapy. What a choice. (laughs) So, in the United Kingdom... They feature that on Bridgerton, too. Do they? I didn't watch that. Going to to jail for being gay. Huh. No, Mm -hmm. didn't... I didn't watch that. Proceed. Okay. So, um... The... Okay, so... Back to the Cold War part. In the context of the Cold War, Western psychologists ignore the poll, the poor results of their Czechoslovak counterpoint, car, woof, counterpart, <laughs> <laughs> who had concluded that aversion therapy was not effective and recommended decriminal- decriminalization of homosexuality. Yay! Yay for that. Um, so yeah, we've we've already got shock and jail. <laughs> I wanna so I don't know how much research you did into shrink not sing. I had his picture up because I, I you know the visual helps me remember things. Do you did you see what else he did? I don't know. Did you look at him at all specifically? No. Why? I was just on there and I saw a picture because I was like, okay, let's see what picture we're going to use for him. And I saw a picture that resembled like a lot of um, medium stuff. He also, he also did work with the paranormal. (laughs) Just to further highlight his um, standardized methods, he did work with telepathy um, and paranormal events connected with mediumship. I just wanted to bring that up to um, make sure that we all see how credible he is. He has such a wide spectrum of things that he's good at. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'll just dabble, you know? I think I'll, just, I'll just check a little bit of this. That's basically what we all do. A little bit of that. Just sprinkle in, sprinkle in some uh, ghosties. Can you imagine going to work as like a psychologist and you come home and you're like a medium at that point? And both work for you at this time. Yeah, in the 1900s. Who gives a shit? Actually, that is my dream. So, yes, I can. Uh, <laughs> this is the year that I really really dive oh no my connection with this spiritual world so i told my parents they said no ouija board but we'll see what happens can't wait until you're possessed it's gonna be wild how do we know i'm not already possessed proceed (laughs) um you probably are so um there's also like like just like regular psychotherapy where therapists that's air quoted um would nice basically do damage and try to manipulate people's kind of like brainwashing people into believing that they're straight um so um some things to look out for 
repair the word reparative therapy is still being used today um as a synonym for conversion therapy um reparative refers to or refers that same sex same sex attraction is a person's unconscious attempt to self repair feelings of inferiority so if I'm gay, I'm just feeling inferior and I'm trying to fix that? Apparently. <laughs> um, the okay. World Professional Association for Transgender Health frequently uses the term to refer to psychotherapy undertaken with the aim to make trans patients identify with their gender assigned at birth. You know what's fun about this is, so I, I talked today the history of psychology, right? And one of the, the big parts of this lecture is I always tell them what I want you to understand is how science went from philosophy and um, physiology into a science, right? A standardized method. So I always highlight how we actually have laboratories and journals because this helps psychology become an actual science. What I love is that this is like the point of Wilhelm Wundt's work to create a laboratory, William James Wundt to create, sorry, William James um, to create a laboratory. And then you have these people who come along and go, we actually don't need a standardized method. We're just going to do what we want. I think it's working. It's, it's going to be fine. I <laughs> say we get go all of the rules. No. <laughs> so, um, lobotomies. In the 1940s and 50s, um, U.S. neurologist Walter Freeman popularized the ice pick lobotomy as treatment for homosexuality. He personally performed 3,439 lobotomies in 23 states, of which uh, 2,500 used his ice pick procedure despite the fact that he had no formal surgical training. <laughs> oh, Up to oh, 40% no. of those patients were gay. What about the other 60%? Leaving. They were not gay. Right. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> they, were they were not, not gay. gay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other option? <laughs> Like, you know, I, I know that they used to use for like severe mental illness, but was he just like they might be gay? Fuck them. Um, uh, they like to be oh, it's just practice, maybe. Um, in order to choose sure their homosexual the homosexual orientation, leaving most of these individuals severely disabled for the rest of their lives. Everything about that makes me want to throw up. Yes. The idea that they, like, they literally, I mean, nowadays. Scramble your like, brains. They just scramble yeah. your brains through your eyeballs. Now, nowadays, you're, um, once you're brain dead, you're considered dead dead. So, like, how is this not, like, I know this is not, like, brain dead, but, like, we're killing part of your brain. Mm -hmm. And just continue to continue going about. The problem is, though, I mean... There's a lot of problem here, but no, no, I'm sure problem. I'm sure that several of these people sought out cures for social 
for social reasons, right? Yeah. They were like, I have an appointment on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Um, to go get my lobotomy well, done. You see people who grow up in like Christianity who have this severe shame when they start opening up about it because they've always been taught that it's wrong. So I, I can understand that they even might be seeking it. Right. But at some point as the, I mean, you can't even say as the doctor, he can't even take the Hippocratic oath because he's not, he doesn't, he's a, he's a doctor or he's not a doctor. He was a doctor. No. He, yeah. He's a neurologist, but he has no surgical training. So he just be in your brain. Mm. <laughs> Don't say that like it's Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Taco Bell. Shout out Taco Bell. Nope. Please sponsor me. <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see. I so that. I hate it so much. They also. So another form of treatment was marriage therapy to try to make it work between you and your Uh-oh. heterosexual partner. Right. Um, if I do it like in um if we do it like in the handmaid's tale and I just put the little the little the blanket over you with the little hole, I won't even know what's down there. You know, I feel actually that's not right at all if you're gay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's the opposite. It's not true. <laughs> Um, the cave is very different than the stick you can pretend so the reason why people you um went to marriage therapists is because the world health organization included sexual relationship disorder um and so because of that people thought that they could go seek help to change their sexual orientations um but Obviously, this disorder has been removed, um, thankfully, because it didn't work. <laughs> and what? it's not a disorder. <laughs> what? Whoa. Right, 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 right. Mind blown. So, um, lastly, ha- um, the Nazis, you know. Oh, no. It's always right. the Nazis. Right. So... Um, the best known experiments involving homosexual men were attempted by Carl Varnett to change prisoners' sexual orientations by implanting a pellet that released testosterone. And most of the victims' non-consenting prisoners uh, died because of that test. Okay. <laughs> it's very dark. I'm sorry. There's dramatic pause, but that's that's just... I don't know. I, it's um. I hate to say it like this. It's gonna make me sound a bit ignorant, but when I, I remember watching Bridgerton, and God, I don't even know what year this was supposed to be in. But because I am um, privileged enough to live in the world that I do, in the time that I do, and with the acceptance that I do, um, I think it's easy, just like anything else that you have privilege with, right? To to forget what it was like for um, during that time, and even just for for other experiences. So I. Um, I, you know, I don't identify as gay and I, and I wasn't born in any other time than I am. Um, so I think it's easy for me to forget how bad it could have been. And I remember watching, um, Bridgerton, is that what it's called? Bridgerton? Yeah, or is it that's something right. else? Yeah. Um, and I remember watching it and I, th- I think it was Bridgerton. One of the brothers is gay on there. Um, and he gets arrested. And I remember thinking, 
wow, that actually happened. Like I, I forget that it was actually not just a social issue as we deal with today, right, of finding social acceptance, but it was actually something that you could get thrown into jail for. Mm-hmm. And that to me just blows my mind. And so to think about how bad, like it, even before, you know, not before Bridgerton, but just even before the 70s when we're saying it's not a, di- um, a, a disorder, People are actually dying because of this. And I mean, my God, even further back, you're going to talk about like public executions because of it, I'm sure. But right. Shit gets dark quick. Um, so I need to wrap this up. Um, so just so everybody knows, conversion therapy is also known as reparative therapy is a range of dangerous and discredited practices that falsely claim to change a person's sexual orientation. Um, The practices have been rejected by every mainstream medical and mental health organization and have been for decades, but due to continued discrimination and societal bias, um, some practitioners continue to conduct conversion therapy Minors, obviously, because parents force them into conversion therapy, are especially vulnerable and uh, can lead to depression, anxiety, drug use, homelessness, and suicide. Right. It's uh, Most homeless youth nowadays are in the LGBTQ community, and that is very sad and unfortunate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of quotes by a lot of different... Um, uh, medical professional organizations have a lot to say about um, how it causes confusion about sexual orientation. And during adolescence, it's okay to experiment and question. And it might be helpful to talk about this freely. Um, it's more helpful to be open and curious than it is to shut it down and just like eat it. There are several states that where it's still legal, and if you need help, um, if you have been, if you're in uh, some sort of conversion therapy and you need help, um, you can use the LGBTQIA plus national hotline. Um, it refers or it offers a safe place to support people of all ages and can be reached at 888-843-4564. Oh, 21 states in the United States have not outlined a ban on on conversion therapy. Right. So like half of the United States. Right. I was looking up. There is also the Trevor Project, yes. which helps you, <clears throat> trevorproject.com, which helps you link to different resources. I don't know if it's that one, uh, but there is a site that you can go to where you can very quickly, like, press a button on your computer and it'll change to something that, like, it's like if you have a um, very um, helicopter uh, parent supportive unsupportive or, or dangerous environment. Yeah. That you're in where your parents don't support or something and you need to quickly get out of it. Like there's, I don't know if it's Trevor project, but there's one of them that you can go to. We have to make sure to post all those. Mm-hmm. Um, so different safe sites you can go to understand yourself more, reach counselors, get some extra resources, find other people who have similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Cause that always helps to read different forums from other people. Right? Um, yeah. it is there, the website, prayawayfilm.com slash resources. Um, 
um, can help you get out of conversion or can help maybe able to help you um, if you're being put in conversion therapy against your will. Pray away film. Yes. <clears throat> Slash resources. Or you call us and we'll come with the baseball bats. Just let me know when and where I'll be there. Ooh, we'll have a whole host. Kevin will get involved in that too. Yeah. Oh, fun. It'll be he like a family. Just for a reason to swing a baseball bat. A family <laughs> outing. Family outing. <laughs> nice girls trip. Call us. Give us a date. Give us a time. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So that's on conver- conversion therapy. I know it was kind of all over the place, but I wanted to give people a little bit of information about conversion therapy. Um, Cause we hear about, we hear the words conversion therapy a lot, but some people don't know what that entails and like how dangerous it can be in the history and how the, like how it has affected the LGBTQIA plus community even today. Like yeah. it, it yeah. all, it all makes sense in why they are afraid. Right. I think the takeaways are, um, Nazis, lobotomies, and uh, electrocution, bad. Gays, two thumbs up, good. Yes. That's the takeaway. The TLDR. (laughs) (laughs) Gays. And Shrek. And Shrek. Mm -hmm. We like Shrek, but not when Shrek's a Nazi. Right. So, guys, we are only, let's see, three more episodes and we're on 20. We're gonna do giveaway for twenty. Yeah, Kayla, you're gonna be our big number twenty. Why? Oh, you're gonna have to come up with something extra good for number twenty. It's a that's an anniversary. That's a that's a landmark number. We've been it's called milestone. Um, doing milestone. Landmark number oh, six and <laughs> <laughs> landmark number. Nice. I love that. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> Our anniversary. Words are hard. It's our anniversary. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, let's see. I go next week. I, you know, I, I told you guys. Um, I don't know if I said it last week in the podcast, but I was looking at Gypsy Rose Blanchard for next week. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've actually. Um, so, I, I read the story. And it's a very common story. So, of course, so a lot of people are going to already have heard this because it's a Netflix series or movie, too. Um, so, I actually thought about doing something in a kink because we haven't talked about any kinks yet. So I thought that might be interesting. So my mind's a bit torn. So listeners, don't be surprised when I suddenly switch it up, because rarely um, do I know what I'm going to do before I say it. Right. She loves to switch it up last minute. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, But we do have, you should be checking out our Tic Tacs, because um, Miss Social Fnake has taken over TikTok for us. She's doing a fabulous job of it I, i'm loving it i'm TikToking now guys um i don't know how i don't know what i'm aware <laughs> but i'm making shit up and my dog it's all over the place my dog got 90 likes so i'm just gonna keep posting him <laughs> <laughs> if you have ever been how interested else? in what the inside of my house or all of my animals look like this is your time to shine here we go yep check out the TikTok and instagram and facebook Right. Sometimes I share them on Facebook and Instagram as well. So you could really see them anywhere as long as it plays right. And if it doesn't, um, oops. 
Yeah, and this marks the first week of our new titles. So we have um, signing out. We got Kinsey Pinocchio Pocio, the social thanank. We have the princess of editing, the lovely and fabulous. Oh, oh, sorry, that wasn't Kinsey. It was oh, Kayla. Yeah. I was gonna say what? Ah, <laughs> oh, and then there. Yes, yes, lovely and fabulous, both of you. Um, and then there is the mistress of logistics that is yourself, your dark, wonderful queen, um, Annie Scurgia. Right. You didn't say Kayla's nickname. Yeah. Poe. <laughs> ah, Poe, yes. Princess of Editing, or um, for short, Poe, Kayla McFadden, um, or also Angel of Darkness. But until next week, which we're going to be on episode 18, how exciting. I hope you guys stay mental. Stay morbid. See you Tuesday. Woo!